faith-based experience on love. Bad. 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 Life-based experience on love. Welcome to the Pum Pum Chronicles. I am your host, Badass Jones, offering personal advice and life-based experience on love, sex, relationships, intimacy, with a little Jamaican flair. Welcome to the Pum Pum Chronicles. And then uh, we'll get going. <laughs> Sail. Uh, greetings, 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 and welcome, Pum Pum Posse. Bless up yourselves. This is the Pum Pum Chronicles podcast. I'm your host, AJ Badass Jones. You can find me on my social media platforms on Instagram and Twitter at the Pum Pum Chronicles pod. You can also follow my personal page where there's a little bit, you know, it's just me. <laughs> that, of course, is badass underscore Jones underscore. Um, if you want to get in contact with me, if uh, you have any content suggestions, any topics you'd like covered or anything else, you can reach me in one of two ways. You can either email me at the Pum Pum Chronicles at gmail.com or you can hit the call in line. That number, of course, is 320-270-1086. Uh, leave me a voice note, a uh, voice message, or send me a text. And, of course, the platform, the podcast can be uh, found on all platforms where podcasts can be found. Um, Amazon, iTunes, uh, iHeartRadio, and so on. Anywhere that you care to listen. Um, I hope that everybody has been well. Kind of a toss between this weather. So as you guys know, I've been going back and forth between uh, Toronto and Virginia for, let's say, the past six months. Uh, and I feel like every time I come home to Virginia from Toronto, cold weather wants to follow me. Snow wants to follow me. I'm not feeling it. Because when we got back, it was really nice outside. And then the next day, there was a blizzard. Don't understand it. Not feeling it. I came further south to get away from the madness. But it is what it is. Outside of that, um, the weather is starting to get a little bit nicer. Which means, you know, people are more outside and doing ting on ting. But I hope you are all staying safe and taking care of yourselves. And, you know, doing the necessary things to protect yourself. So, Posse, we have a really special guest today. This is definitely different a different conversation than I've had with anyone before. I'm excited about this conversation. Um, so I have with me today the host of Smoke This Ova, which is like a, I like that because it's more like a Jamaican word. We don't say over, we say over. Smoke This Ova, the Smokers Lounge podcast. Bobby, welcome to the Pum Pum Chronicles. Hello, everybody. Hello. And I am the host, Kavanaugh, a.k.a. the porn rap star, the host of the STO, which smoked this over the Smokers Lounge podcast everywhere you listen to podcasts, as well as SkyhawkAfterDarkTV.com, as well as GW, excuse me, ShopGWDistrict.com. I'm a part of the GW District Black Podcasting Network and happy to be here. I like it. So uh, the title Smoke This Over, can you give us a bit of a background on the podcast, what the title means to you, and why you started the podcast? Well, um, Smoke This Over is just another way to say Think This Over. I got it from one of my favorite gangster movies, Hootman. Okay. One of my favorite all-time black gangsters. Yes. Uh, the one, the only, uh, God, what's his damn name? Uh, God, Bumpy, 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 Bumpy Johnson. Bumpy Johnson. Johnson. Yes. And it was played by um, Lawrence, Lawrence Fishburne. He was, he was talking to one of the his rivals. He said, yo, come here, smoke this over. He always say that to people, you know, right. so to make them think. Okay. And because I'm a proud pothead, I said that would be nice to have for the title of the, the podcast, you know. I like that. And then the Smokers Lounge, I had another podcast, which was called Smoke This Over the Podcast, and then I had the Smokers Lounge where I did more of a deep dive into certain subjects. Mm -hmm. But then I ended up just just going with the Smokers Lounge, and there we go. Okay. And um, part of the reason why I started podcasting was to take the place of me doing the dope film. Okay. Um, so we're definitely going to talk about that. But if people want to get in contact with you, if they wanted to be perhaps a guest or, you know, they had a content suggestion, how would they get in contact with you? You can get in contact with me via email, uh, through, through my Yahoo, B Luke, that's B L U C 30 at yahoo.com, or hit me up on um, Instagram as the STO, the Smokers Lounge, or on Twitter at, excuse me, at Kavanaugh 34. Kavanaugh 34. Okay. Yeah. Cool. 
So, uh, of course, we're going to be talking today about uh, the world of adult film. And this episode is called Between Porn and Peace. And we're going to be talking about leaving the world of adult film. So at some point in your life, you were a porn star. Yes. I know they don't call it that anymore. They call it, we've graduated. It's an adult film star. But so most basic question, um, how did you get started in the porn industry? And how long were you an adult film star? Well, that's the funny story. Um, I've been in adult film for over 20 years. Italian is 15 and um, I originally was helping girls break into the business and build their own. But I'm talking to the guys at Hollywood back in 2010, they were saying, don't send the girls out here because they're not paying much. There's not a lot for them to do. Because it used to be a time where a girl would go out to Hollywood, stay for a month, come home with high six figures, you know, period. And they were getting paid a thousand per scene, um, two thousand per scene, depending on what they were doing. But the pay rate started to go down which is a conversation for another day of why. And he was telling me, tell them to build their own websites and put out their own. They were already talking about that back in 2008, 2010. The mm-hmm. way that we are now, that they already were predicting that was coming. Oh. So my job was to help girls build their own, put out their own, and establish their own. But the problem was that a lot of girls back then, they wanted to do the pay gigs. They wasn't worried about doing content trade. Yes. So... And how I ended up becoming male talent was that it was funny. It was just big time porn star at the time. My name was Miss Simone. She was coming to work with a male talent that I was working with, who I shall not name because I don't even want to give him the time of day because he harassed me for 10 years. Okay. And um, she said she needed another male talent to work with. I said, I don't have one. She said, what about you? So she gave me an ultimatum. Either I be the other male talent she worked with or I lose her business. I'm talking about at the time I was going to make at least three to five hundred dollars doing her website a month. Okay. So I had a conversation with one of the ladies that I used to work with. I used to run this group called the BCB Street Team when I did music, where I helped models get known at the same token. They helped me promote my music. I had like over a hundred models sending me pictures. Right. And was part of BCB, excuse me, the BCB Street Team, which is mean blue collar babes. Okay. And um, they were sending me pictures. From, I'm talking about as far as from England all the way from Jamaica. Oh. So I had like over 120 models, you know, period. But anyway, one of the models happened to did porn, and her name was Black Asia. Okay. And um, I talked to her about it, and she said, you should do it. I said, which is funny, because I never thought that I had great dick size, because I know that I'm thick. But when you look at porn, sometimes you see them dudes that have 11, they have 12, and I don't think I was adequate. Right. She basically told me, and mind you, she's been shot with Junior St. Jocks and right. Shawn Michaels and all the top people. She said, no, you got the size. She said, you a strong 9.5 curvy thick. Ooh. She was like, that's perfect. Yes. I said, you sure? She said, yeah. So then I went and got tested and I did the shoot. And my first shoot was straight, but I also learned my first lesson about the business because I forgot to get the paperwork. And oh. she got went back to Boston and decided to act all funny. And then when I said, well, I'm still going to put it up. She said, no, you can't. You ain't got the 2257 on my release form. What? And when I talked to an actual lawyer, he said, she's right. So I had a scene for my first scene. I could never post because Shut I didn't have the up. paperwork. Okay, but yeah. What if you what if you posted on your OnlyFans because it's you? You still yeah. have to get permission. See, oh, the paperwork. The twenty two fifty seven the my release forms. So people don't understand. Twenty two fifty seven was made because Hollywood was at times filming girls underage and then yes. try to release it when they were older. So yes. that's the reason why twenty two fifty seven became something to, to fight against child pornography even back then. That makes sense, yeah. Because, you know, the model release form, the same thing. And that what people don't understand about our business, it's a business. It's serious. Yes, yes. If you don't have that 2257, that's yes. jail time. There's people right now doing 25 to life because they didn't have that paperwork. Damn. Yeah, I think I think in this day and age, kind of like we're sort of jumping ahead, but I feel like in this day and age, because porn is so easily accessible, you can make amateur porn posted to Pornhub, posted to wherever, I guess people are not really thinking about 
the, the hardcore business aspect of it and possibly needing a lawyer in the event that someone violates, in the event that someone steals your content, in, in the event that someone posts something without your permission. But I also wonder too, in this day and age, because of the internet and because everything is just kind of out there, once it's public, do you really have the right to say, take that down? Yeah. It's, okay. no, different than, it's no different than like on YouTube, if you play music. And you don't right. talk over it. The copyright infringement. Yeah. So it's, okay. so it's it's along the lines of that. You know, period. That's why it's important to get that paperwork. Because okay. it covers your it covers your it see why it covers your eight. You okay. I mean? And and just for the record, nine and a half and girthy and curved is a perfect size, I'm just saying. Corn or otherwise, that's a fact. No, you know, I mean, like, okay, so I have this discussion with with women all the time and not like dick shaming or anything like that. Everyone has preferences. I've talked to women who prefer like six and thick. I pref- I've talked to women who want something that's knocking out their womb. They want like 10 and up. But I feel like as a personal preference, I'm just saying nine and a half with some girth and a little curve to it, you're winning every single time. Yeah, Every because time. It, you can't go wrong with that. Because for talking to me and the ladies, they'll prefer a guy my size over yes. the 11 or 12 because one, if you curve, you're hitting the G spot. Everything. As you, as you do it. Everything. You know, nine, <laughs> the average woman's wound is seven inches, so you're already stretching it. Right. Then, and then on top of that, if you girth, girls prefer girth over length anyway because they want to feel the stretch. They, Absolutely. We want to feel like you're doing something. All he's doing is this. Yeah. We want to feel like you're doing something. Yeah, you know, period. And then, too, it's also about the motion in the ocean, because he has some dudes that do have that trail, but don't know how to work it. This is also very (laughs) true. And then you have some men who are, like, six and can give you the best orgasms ever. So it is. I think it definitely is about being able to use your tool and using, you know, the, the things in your arsenal more so but i know that there are some women who are size queens and for them like if it's not a certain type of size they're not mm. messing around with it but we're off topic yeah. so do you remember <laughs> sorry do you remember how old you were the first time you watched porn eight years old what eight years old okay come tell eight me about old. this what were you what did you oh. like what did you watch okay for people to know my age i am going to be 47 this year baby I'm still older than you. Now, I don't see how, girl. You look younger than me. I'm 50. That's black do. Black don't fucking crack for shit. You and my damn wife. Well, y'all look like some fucking teenagers. I stand beside you. They think I'm your daddy. <laughs> and like, why you bring your father with you? <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Yeah. But now, nah, um, people, if, if y'all remember when Cable had the brown box. Yep. Cinemax After Dark, first porn I ever saw was Young Lady Chatley. And that actually kind of, I kind of knew I wouldn't be in porn after that because it just amazed me. Okay. You know, and um, other than, you know, finding out about my body, masturbation, all that shit, it was just the, the, the way the movie was. You know, she was a, she was basically a whore. And she was the wife of a, a of an English lord. And she fucked everybody. Oh. Even to it was like one of my favorite scenes when they picked up a hike, hitchhiker, and they're riding. She done fucked the hitchhiker, and then after she fucked him, she kicks him out of the uh, out of the carriage, <laughs> <laughs> butt ass naked and shit, holding his clothes and stuff. And then I also remember the reason why I watched it because I was a huge Batman fan. Adam okay. West was actually the co-host. He was actually a co-star in this. He was the only oh. one that didn't get no coochie. Hold on, in the porn, Adam West, Batman. Adam- Batman, Adam West was actually one of the co-stars. And he, really? and, and he was in there. He supposed to be a professor. She she flirted with him, flirted with him, but he never got the pussy. Wow. You know, yeah, I think that's because they knew who he was and, and he was just doing a guest spot that helped right. the movie sell. Right. right. And they knew they couldn't have him, you know, do no porn or no shit like that. But that would caught me into it. Then I also watched Emmanuel. Like I said, a lot yes. of porn. I didn't get introduced to black porn until I got to my teen years. Okay. But like every Friday night, Saturday night, I went to my parents go to sleep. I watch <laughs> watch that. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And then, do, and you, then do, I, do, you, do you remember? Was there a dis- like okay? So when you first discovered black porn, 
Did you have an aha moment where you thought to yourself, like, there's such a difference between the way that black porn stars fuck versus the way that white porn stars fuck? Yeah. Um, we went harder. Mm. Black porn stars went way harder. They fucked harder and they fucked longer. Like, oh. when I go, like, one time when I went back, like, one of my favorite scenes, I had the pleasure of interviewing a female that I was an amateur with but didn't know who she was and saw her in a video that actually shaped me to break it into porn, which was called the Anal Oriental Express. It just laid by the name of Kelly Richards, the oh. queen of anal back in the 80s. Okay. And um, I had the pleasure of interviewing her. Didn't realize she was the the, she was the girl that would take an angle in that scene, the Indian girl. And um, that scene was like 12 minutes. But then oh. I watched Janet Jackman. Yes. And I watched, uh, no, actually, it wasn't even Janet Jackman. That was later. It was uh, Gina Peppers. That okay. was a 20 minute scene, and they went long and hard. Oh. And um, it was kind of interesting because I didn't know that there was all black porn because majority of the time you'd be seeing all white people or you might see one black man would be in the damn shit and that was it. Right. You know, so it kind of was like, oh, well, black people do do this, you know, to the fullest, you right. know, period. This is before I even did my research in the industry. And um, and also, they were just as elegant, as, as sexy as that yes. of the white girls. And then also, I used to read Players Magazine. Mm-hmm. My dad used to get that, and I used to sneak and read that shit, and that was my playboy. <laughs> right. And I was like, okay, well then, black people do be in this. Black people do flourish in this. Black, there's black excellence in porn. Yes. You know, which is now lost, unfortunately. Yes. But um, but back then, that was like one of the top sellers, black porn, all black porn. Okay. So by and large, okay, so. I know a lot of our first sexual experiences are through porn and learning how, you know, people interact, how they fuck, how they eat pussy, suck dick, you know, suck on nipples, kiss and all this kind of stuff. Um, so at, when, once you become an adult, you realize how much of it is is acting. But I wanted to ask you, how much of it is actual acting? Like, are there instances where people are actually genuinely passionate or is it really just, you do a scene cut, you do another scene cut, you do another scene cut and people are kind of like just standing around yeah. waiting for the next now, thing to happen? Or is it free-flowing where people are actually fucking and then they're splicing the movies together? Um, it depends on how the producer shoots. Like okay. the way that I used to shoot, we didn't, uh, because I was in front of the camera, we let the flow go. Mm. And there was no stop and go. Now Hollywood, where you get the stop and go, where they'd be like, okay, it's been five minutes, doggy, let's switch. Hold, right. on, hold that pose, hold that pose, we gotta take that picture. We gotta take that picture. We right. don't do that on the amateurs uh, in the independent section. Okay. We just go, you know. Say even even when we do skits, it's mostly improv, you know. Period. Um, okay. The sex is real. The sex does get, don't get twisted. Sometimes we we get so into it we forget the camera there. You know what I mean? Time the camera and shit like that. You know. Period. The sex is real, but the difference between us fucking off camera and on camera, I have to pay attention to angles. I got to pay attention yes. to the camera. Yes. Plus, you got a cameraman in your face. Trust me, he's in your, your face. face. Yeah, especially for certain angles that they want to get. Right. Um, for example, like I tell any male talent, he wouldn't even think about it. If, let's say me and you was just hypothetically having sex. You know, if I'm on camera, you ride me cowgirl. Mm-hmm. My first thought as a male talent, part your butt cheeks so they can see the D going in. Yes, yes. If we off camera, I'm not thinking about parting your butt cheeks. I'm thinking about not slapping you. your ass at best. You feel right. <laughs> right. No, I get it. Right. Yeah. Um, the way that the uh, adult industry is now, is it harder to get into, break into that industry now, or is it easier, do you think? Way too damn easy. Oh. Way too damn easy. Uh, uh, this is what irks me. And I'm about to sound like a grumpy old man or a Joe Budden or something like that. Yeah, okay. It was gatekeepers back when I came in. Girls went looking for a producer because we gate we was the intermediate to you getting to Hollywood. Right. We prepped you for Hollywood. We got right. you ready for being on set. Now girls grab a deal on the cell phone, they think they're porn stars. You feel me? We had people that showed us the game, told us where to put our stuff, how right. to do our stuff. Right. You know, we live to a certain standard of how we want our content to look. Now, 
You got people, girls wearing bonnets, not wearing makeup. They're not caring about being a sex symbol. Right. You know what I'm saying? They don't even wear heels anymore. And I'm right. sorry. That's that's part of the that's part of the wardrobe. Right. You know, period. Like one of my rules was if we start the scene in heels, we finish in heels. If the oh, heels come off because they either fell off naturally or I took them off because I felt like it. Right. You know, girls forgot you have to be a sex symbol. Sex symbol makes money. Thought Absolutely. doesn't. You know, period. And that's what I think happened. When the game became normalized. And girls is able to get into the business and people treat the word porn star like you treat the N-word. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now we we content creators, but you create porn. What's wrong being a porn star? There's nothing wrong with that. That's what we do. We do this for a living. We make money. We feed our families with this. We pay our bills with this. You know what I'm saying? So to me, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm trying to cut you. I was going to say, like, do you think that they call themselves or we call ourselves more so now content creators because being a sex worker or being a porn star has gotten such a bad, bad rap? How can I put this? We too damn PC. Porn is not supposed to be PC. True. Very true. Porn was never true. meant to be PC. True. There's nothing PC about fucking. True. I, it, it, I can't even say game bang. That's what the fuck it is. It's a game bang. When you have one woman getting fucked by a bunch of dudes, that is a game bang. Sorry. Yes. We do yes. not call it a friendly sexual experience. No, we don't. <laughs> or a friendly sexual gathering. No. No. We don't do that. You get what I'm saying? The right. reason why, because you can't come in this business shame. You got a lot of these girls, these OnlyFans girls, they shame of what they do to begin with. Right. So they're so afraid that their family going to find out. Right. It's easier for the family to digest. I'm a content creator. I'm a solo creator. Then yes. I'm a porn yes. star. Yes. But that's what you are. You're a porn star. Facts. I feel like so <laughs> I have an OnlyFans. Um, mm-hmm. I've never really uh, thought as to, well, I, I always say I'm a content creator because, you know, that's what mm-hmm. we've been conditioned to uh, at mm-hmm. this point in time. But I also have no issue if I if I had to use the term and call myself a porn star. The reason mm-hmm. I don't is because I feel like, and maybe I'm outing myself, I feel like <laughs> I, there's, there, there aren't enough of certain things that I do posted on my, my OnlyFans for me to... Um, proudly wear the title of being a porn star. Like, there's another woman that I've talked to, like, she she's the queen of sucking dick, she classifies herself as a porn star, she's a proud porn star, she has no mm. issue with that. If I was doing as much content as what she's doing and the nature of it, I would wear that badge proudly, but I mm. feel like I'm just a content creator, like I'm just somewhere somewhere in the middle. Mm. Well, this is what classifies a porn star. It's how you shoot, how you move. Oh, and that's why I tell people that. All explain. Right. A porn star shoots professionally. What they mean by okay. that is not just that they shoot with major companies. No, they have camera. Right. They have studio lighting. They get tested. Right. Through TTS or CET. Right. You feel what I'm saying? They keep up with the paperwork. You know, period. And they treat it as a career. A yes. content creator treats this as a, just a side hustle. They're not trying to do this as a career. Okay. They're not trying to get tested. Okay. They're not trying to shoot with established other porn stars in order to build their cachet and to build their fan base. Right. You know, period. Right. Like, one of the ones that everyone talk about, they love to talk about is uh, she was the queen of the content creators. Actually, I love her to death, but at the same token, I swear to God, she's ground zero for fucking up my business. Miss Be Nasty. Yes. Because Miss Be Nasty, you made it seem like all I got to do is just play in my pussy and that's it. She yeah. even said, I never forget when she said a tweet, she said, I'm looking for porn dick, but he don't doesn't porn. Oh, so basically you want free content. Right. You, you, you don't want to get nobody no content. Right. Well, then pay motherfuckers then. Do that. Right. Since you make all that much money, pay some of these damn dudes to fuck you on camera then. Right. You don't want to do that. You don't want to pay nobody. Right. You know, period. Now... The girls that look up to her, guess what she's doing now? She's shooting high production value footage. She's doing boy-girl porn, straight up. But funny how the way she came in, she made it seem like she don't do that. Now right. she's still herself a porn star. Right. And like I tell people, it's how you shoot and how you put out your content. 
you know, period. Because at the end of the day, it always come back to the porn star. Right. Because they want, people want to see professional shit. After a while, they're going to get tired of that amateur straight fucking, um, I suck my boyfriend off after he watched the game or drinking a the beer. They're going to right. want to see a storyline. They're going to want to right. see some professional looking shit right. that's going to keep you going. You know, period. So being a porn star did between you having a career of six months or a career of six years. Mm. Mm. I think what you said is it, it's that is a very key part. People want a storyline. I think that a lot of people uh, have the misconception that if somebody now granted there are times where you're going to watch porn because you just want to rub one out really quickly. But most people, when they're looking for porn, they're looking for a storyline. They're looking for something that they can get into and get behind. They're not, like you said, trying to see, you know, the chick in the bonnet. Fuck, like they can, that's a dime a dozen. They actually want something a little bit deeper to Mm -hmm. propel the, the, you know, the experience, whether they're watching it with somebody or whether or not, you know, they're doing a solo run and just rubbing one out themselves. So yeah, I, I think that uh, you're you're absolutely right. And it's funny because I've 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 saw the tweet that you're talking about, um, yeah. and I also feel like for her, and not to bad talk anybody, but I feel like she just in terms of the pricing of her content, she lowballed the industry so much that people were struggling to keep up because now they can't charge nine ninety nine because she's charging two ninety nine. So now they have to drop their prices just for somebody to pay attention. Do you know what I mean? And then yeah. you have people, people turn around like, well, why should I pay 99 for your content when I can go watch her fucking herself and her ass with her, with her dildo for two ninety nine? It's yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, it's made it difficult. Definitely. And, and then worse, you sit here post how much you make it. Yes. And you're not even breaking down how you're making it. So is just for example, the reason why the celebrities got into the OnlyFans, it wasn't just it wasn't because Beyonce said this. No, they was watching Miss B Nasty, some of these girls post how much they were making. Yes. Now, if you're not in the business, you don't understand. She didn't make that off of content. She right. made it off referral fees. She made yes. it off of sub for subs. Yes. She made it. She was doing webcamming along with her content on yes. OnlyFans. Yes. She was doing the messaging system. She right. wasn't saying all that. Right. Only thing you seeing on her feed is I'm going through McDonald's with a Hitachi with a bonnet, portering a motherfucking Big Mac, coming on myself, not realizing. Right. Better hope that the cop didn't fucking roll up and see your dumb ass. At the same token, you doing that shit right in front of McDonald's when McDonald's can sue your dumb ass for this loose content. I don't true. need to say no more. Okay. Let's let's move on and bring the heat down a little bit. <laughs> wow. No, as you can see, I'm passionate. Yes. Because to yes. me, I've done this business 15 years. And I had this conversation with Afonso Lace, who was an award-winning AVN superstar. Yes is that when you normalize our business, you take away the respect of our business. Yes. You know what I'm saying? People respected Mr. Marcus. Yes. They respected Jenna Jameson. Yes. You feel what I'm saying? See Mm -hmm. see what I mean? Mr. Marcus, you feel me? (laughs) He can still get it. That man is fine as fuck. I'm so sorry. Go ahead. I met him face to face. He is so cool. And Wesley Pipes. They yes. respected them. They looked at them. They revered them. When porn became normalized, it devalued them and made the average dude sit there and say, I can do that. Especially when Jimmy Smack announced he made a million dollars. Yeah. And guess yeah. what? Open up and, the and that's what, and, but And that's what people see. Like, they think, oh, you know, like, there, there are girls on, on OnlyFans making, you know, six figures. Oh, I could do that. You know what I mean? I just need a, I just need a ring light in my phone. No, you need a little bit more than that. Like you need to have a realistic expectation. You know what I mean? Like, I think for me personally, not like putting my financials out there or whatever, but if I clear a thousand dollars a month from really and truly not doing a whole hell of a lot and just for the loyalty of the people who follow me, I'm good with that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I'm not, I'm not, you know, pounding the pavement. I'm not having to break my back. It's not a nine to five. It's extra money. I think that mm-hmm. if I was to say, oh, well, I'm making 10,000 a month, that's giving somebody an unrealistic expectation of what's actually happening. Because within that $10,000, I have clients that I have to make personal content for. I have clients mm-hmm. that I have to video chat with. I have live feeds that I have. To, there's, like you said, there's so much more to the backstory of how you got to the 10,000 a month. Than just you posted some content of your pussy and somebody's like, oh yeah, I'm, you know, like you have a million, it, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't no, actually it, work that way. Because the easy part is the filming. The hard yes. part is the editing. Yes. The, the, the To make it attractive promotion. for people. Absolutely. Yes. 
Yes, because people don't realize the work that we had to put in behind the scenes for promotion, editing, to get the sales. Yes. One video don't make you a million. Now, in the case of Mr. Mr. Uh, Jimmy Smack, yeah, one one video made him a million, but he ain't seen that since. Right. He ain't seen right. that since. Right. He barely probably making a good, decent six figures of right. OnlyFans if he's making that at all. And, but, and but, part of that million was the hype around it. It wasn't because like it was it was the hype. I remember uh, the girl from the Disney Channel, I think it is Bella Thorne. Yeah. She when she first posted whatever the picture was, she made a million dollars the first day. Never seen mm-hmm. that kind of money since. But for her, it was the it was the hype around who she was, and it's not like you know what I mean. It's people rushing to uh, her 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 page and and logging in, paying the four ninety nine or whatever the the fee mm-hmm. was. That's but you don't see that. That's not a regular happening. That's not a regular occurrence. Going into it thinking that you're going to, oh, well, my pussy's so fantastic. I've got like, you know, I can I can fuck better than Wesley Pipes. I'm going to make, you know, like $100,000 in, in my first year. The likelihood of that happening, if you're fresh off the boat kind of thing, it's not, it's not likely. You know, it's... It's, it's going to take time. Yeah. Because, because, that's what they're because, missing. Because even if you get hot, let's say... Your first couple months, you killing you 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 killing it, right? Your fan base get bored quick. Now I got to figure out how to continue. It. Yes, because nobody averages that six figures the whole year. Right. One month you got that six figures. Next month you sitting there better getting three figures. Right. You know, period. That's the reason why it's about making variety, yes. making different type content. Females that do it all have the best chance of making the most money because you have more ways of making money. Yes, I completely agree. Was was sex taboo in your household? Did you talk about sex in your in your family growing up? Like I know for us yeah. as Caribbeans, like we didn't talk about nothing. Man, my mama, my mama, I had a conversation for my first time losing pussy to, with my mama. That tell you right there. Really? And she knew. Yes, she, she knew that I damn lost my virginity. <laughs> she was in the house sleep. She was not out of sleep. And we in okay. Let me tell you the story. It was my 16th. It was my 16th birthday, and the girlfriend I was dealing with, she go to another school, and um, she skipped school to come over to see me for my birthday. Oh. So my mama, you know, gave her a speech, and she went to sleep, and me and baby girl did what we did. So my mama wakes up, takes her back to school, and um, while on the ride back, she said, "So how was it your first time having sex?" She's like, Ma, I ain't had sex. She said, boy, don't lie to me. I gave birth to you. I know you. Ain't no way in the world that girl gonna skip school just to come over here to say you have a birthday. Mm-hmm. We talked about it. So me and my mama always had that close relationship. Me and my dad didn't have that close relationship. But me and my mom always did. She used to go dildo shopping with my sister. So she she like always that. told me, like when she first found out I did porn, she said, I may not agree with it, I may not like it, but do what makes you happy. And she said, be the best at it. She said, never be ashamed of anything you got to do to make money to feed your family. Facts. I agree with that, and I love your mom for saying that. I think a lot of people, it's really funny what people have shame about, but at the end of the day, when you've got people to provide for, you just do what you have to do in the safest way possible, but you do what you have to do to provide for them. You know what I mean? It's like... I don't know. I've, I've, you know, like I know uh, women who, you know, a, a man has desired her and mm. he has offered, let's say like a thousand dollars to spend an evening with her. And mm. she's like, oh, well, you know, I'm, what am I? I'm not some kind of whore. And she'll get, you know, all indignant and that kind of stuff. And I think mm. to myself, what I say to her, like, bitch, how many times have you fucked for free and the dick was trash and you didn't even get like a bottle of water? <laughs> You know what I mean? You didn't, even, you didn't even get a bottle of water behind that. Somebody is offering to spend money on you for your the company of your for the pleasure of your company, and the, your go to is like. And then last week you were crying about the fact that you don't have money. Man, the way that I feel about it is better you sell that pussy than to give the pussy away for free and and still be crying with your belly hungry mm-hmm. because you don't have no way. You know what I mean? Like it's. I don't know. I, I just, I think that people now, have I'm, I'm going to tell you a story. I'm going to tell you a story. It's kind of a joke, but story at the same time, moral story. This woman lived with three of her daughters, right? Mm-hmm. Her three daughters went out. They go out every weekend. So the rent came due. And she goes and asks the girls like, yo, we need rent money. What's going on? And it was like, well, we've been out partying this damn third. They said, wait a second, you, all these dudes you partying with, y'all ain't get no money from them. They were like, no, don't y'all understand an empty pocketbook and a wet pussy don't mix? 
<laughs> I like that. I I like that. Yeah, because at the end of the day, that is the ultimate compliment. I am sorry. If there's no bigger compliment than, for example, because men, we going to have a strong gay, gay fan base. No right. stronger compliment for a gay man to pay for my porn. Right. That means that I'm that bad of a dude and that sexy of a dude that a dude is willing to spend money yes. to watch me fuck. Yes. You know what I'm saying? For a female, a dude willing to spend money to fuck you. I hate to tell you women this. Pussy's not for free. Dick is. Pussy's not for free. You're going to spend right. money or you're going to spend time to get it. Right. So all he's doing is cutting through the chase. And on right. top of that, he's paying you so that one, you'll go away. Because that what what the money is for. Let me get the pussy right. in. You go on about your business. Don't tell nobody. Right. It's a big compliment because you're so gorgeous and you're so worth his time. He's willing to spend money. Right. There's no different than a dude taking you out to fucking dinner. Can you say that again? Because I've been trying to explain this to people in some way, form, or fashion. If you're going out with a guy, he's paying for your pussy. Oh, well, no, we just went to dinner. And you think that he was wanting what when dinner was done? A hug? He wanted, no, he wanted some pussy. Whether you gave it to him or not, whether you say to yourself, well, I'm going to wait until after the second date. You know, I don't want him to think that I'm losing. At the end of the day, whatever he's giving you, he is giving you that because he wants to jump in your guts. Period. Yeah, because women don't realize we are sexual, men are sexual creatures. Yes. Our shit is physical. Hands down, you know. Period. I had this conversation. I think me and you had this conversation on my show. Yes. That men, when we cheat, it's about the pussy. It's, yes. It's, it's not. It's not anything that the woman ain't doing. It's it, other than when she ain't giving us no sex or she ain't giving us a blowjob. So we go right. get somewhere else. Right. That's why there's escorts. That's why they're prostitutes. Right. You know. Period. And we're used to spending money on women. We're used to being the one paying for the date and the whole nine. So to us, if we're willing to spend money on you, that means we like you. Yep. We dig you. Whether we, and yes, we would like to have the pussy at some point, whether it's the first date or the fifth date. You know, right. period. Right. You know, because at the end of the day, I keep telling people, men, we already, because you already hear these man manosphere dudes talking about, man, women want us to do this, men want this. No, women want motherfucking time. They want respect. They want love. They want appreciation, yes. nigga. Yes. Part of that is spending money on them. Yes. Part of that is buying them gifts. Part of them is taking them out on a nice fucking dinner date. And y'all have a damn good conversation. Then y'all go have sex. Yep. You know, period. It, at the end of the day, a lot of these men, the problem is that in the case of Chris Brown, y'all want that free pussy. Look what happened with that free pussy. Now you sitting here fighting over trying to explain did you, did you didn't sexually assault her ass when right. you could have went to that damn escort like little baby and right. the only thing he got to worry about is everyone talking about how big his dick is and how good his sex is and how right. much he pay right yeah yeah it's it's uh, it's different times when you were still uh, in adult films did you did you have a personal relationship and, and and if you didn't do you know anyone that had a personal relationship while they were an adult star and what that dynamic was like because I think sometimes people think that because you fuck for as your profession that you can't have an intimate relationship with somebody. Do you think that that's I'm true? I'm married. I'm okay. married. And she did porn. And she Sorta. did porn at one time. You know what I'm okay. saying? You know how many married couples? I just interviewed Dan and Suzanne Farrar. They're a married couple. They okay. were married before they got in porn and they started porn together. Okay. I know swinging married couples. Um, we do have relationships. We do have marriages. We do have kids. We do have jobs. Right. Because people automatically assume because we do porn, oh, you can't get married. You can't find a man. That's some bullshit. You know how I many females I know that got a man right now? And he's a vanilla dude. He ain't even doing porn. He ain't got no issue with her doing it. Yeah. Because it because goes back to what It's I just keep... work. It's just yeah. work. That's what it is. It's work. Because yeah. at the end of the day, no matter how nasty the sex is, no matter how romantic we might get and fucking kiss, lights off, we go home to right. our significant up. Right. You know, period. Actually, you're shunned if you're a single dude trying to holler at all these female talents. They look at you as thirsty and it'll cost you work. 
it'll cost you work because a lot of these producers and talent and female talents want professional male talents. They're gonna come in and do their job. They're not worried about trying to go to dinner with you because some of these motherfuckers are married. Right. Right. So it's just a misconception because they do so much sex and they don't put out that they're not married, that they're, they're married. We automatically assume they're not married. You know, period. Which is not true. Because a lot of your top porn stars have a husband at home. Really? Yes. yes. You, know, you know what, though? I, I, yeah, because I, I think that we're, I, we definitely are naive to assume that people who work in adult entertainment don't have or cannot maintain um, healthy, emotional, bonded, intimate relationships. Yeah, it's 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 bad for us because at the end of the day, you have people who, if they're significant other, that's what they do for work. They don't care. Like when I was dating, I was dating somebody that he knew I had an OnlyFans. He knew my content involved mm-hmm. other people, and he he didn't have any issue with that. His his thing was, I'm not going to do anything that gets in Wait the way second. of you your boy girl. Yeah, you do boy girl with your OnlyFans. Say that again. You do boy girl scenes on your own fans? Quite possibly, yes. <laughs> okay, wait, this is wait, why that's I hate that I'm retired. That's this not why the I hate focus. I'm retired. <laughs> Damn it. God, you know how I many men would wait. kill this shit with you? But anyway, go ahead. Really? Go ahead, go ahead. I, I should have. No. But I was going to say, he didn't, like, he understood the separation of business because the thing is, like, yeah. when I'm with him, when we are spending intimate and alone time together, you know what I mean? It's it's the things that we do personally are not things that I do on film. Like, you mm-hmm. know, not to say, like, there's a deeper connection. There's an emotional connection. That part of me that he gets, nobody else would ever get. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fucking is just fucking. Work is just work. I'm standing around holding my boobs. Waiting for them to say, you know, action or waiting for them to say, okay, you know, now here or move in this position, whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? Even when, like, when you're taking pictures and all that kind of stuff, like he, and that's one of the things I loved and appreciated about him is that he understood that we're not together anymore for like other reasons, but mm-hmm. he didn't, he didn't give a fuck about that. You know what I mean? Um, and it would never be a situation where someone could walk on the street and try to embarrass him and be like, oh, I fucked your girl. It, mm-hmm. That would, you know, those kind of things would never happen. And I think that. There, there's a different level of maturity that people have when they're involved with individuals who are in adult entertainment because they have a different understanding of what that is. Like, it's still work. Whether yeah. someone values it or not, whether they're, you know, you have a lot of churchy and religiously people who be like, oh, you're a whore. How can you do those kind of things and whatever, whatever. Whether you value it or not, it's still work. It's yeah. work. Period. Yeah. Sex work because- is work. Yeah, because I had this question many times. What's the difference between you fucking them girls and you fucking your wife? I'm in love with my damn wife. I'm not in love with this. Say that shit, please. Say that shit. You get what I'm saying? Because people, people lose the idea that monogamy is physical. It's mental, people. It's more yes. mental than it ever would be physical. Because at the end of the day, you have swinger couples who are monogamous to each other, meaning that they would not stray away from each other. Yes. But they will play with each other. You know what yes, I'm saying? I um, you have poly, where it's that one couple, but they do mingle with other couples. Yes. But that 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 circle that they got originally is still that that's strong. Their yeah, that's their that's core. Yeah, that's their core. Yeah. And see, the problem is the reason why people look at what we do and say, well, God, it has someone tell me that it's cheating. I say, how the fuck is it cheating? My wife know every time I'm going to shoot, motherfucker. Exactly. <laughs> do your wife know when your ass go to the bar and go fuck shorty? Exactly. Okay, motherfucker that's the difference that's the difference yeah there's it's it's honesty there's there's the communication there's no you're not sneaking out the door with your box of condoms to go like you know like babe i have a, I have a shoot there's a job mm-hmm. that i gotta go do i'm gonna be such and such a place for how like you're you're upfront and you're honest about because it's work mm-hmm. do you lie yeah. when you have to go to the factory do you lie when you have to drive a truck do you lie when you have to you know go to whatever job it is that you have to do you don't lie so working in adult entertainment because it's work who would you have to lie to? If True. you're with someone who loves and understands you and they accept what you do as a profession, why would you ever have to lie to that person? Yeah. Because to me, I think, like I said, it's just that thought process that people right. have that within their minds. It's, right. it's just in their minds. You know, period. Because it's funny how many of the ladies, like it's funny, like a lot of the girls I've talked to, that there's in their forties that started this business, they had that same thought process until after they left their husband, they got in the business. Right. You know what I'm saying? 
it's kind of like you don't know what a person goes through unless you walk a mile in their shoes. Right. You know, and to me, I think, like I said before, it's we're so beholden to these old school values that don't hold weight in this day and age. True. You know, Very period. Yeah. yeah. I tell anybody, I was like, when I was in high school, you never see two girls kiss. Now, right. go to high school now. They tongue it down in front of the damn closet, in front, in front of the lockers and shit. Because right. we are more accepting. We're more open. Yes. Yes. To things that we wasn't open to back in the 90s and the 80s. You know, period. That's the reason why you had download. Because you had dudes that were gay that were scared to tell their wife they were gay. Yes. Yes. Because they were afraid she might not like me. Motherfucker, she might be happy. And she might want to watch you fuck the dude. True. If you just talk to her. True. You know, period. So it's kind of like, to me, I think we're starting to get it's going to take generations for us to finally get to where we need to be with acceptance, but we're getting there slowly but surely. I agree. Have you, have you ever um, had difficulty working with anybody on set? Has there ever yeah. been like another actor or actress where you're like, hey, yeah. let me just get through this. I don't ever want to work with them again. How was that? What was that experience like for you? <sighs> maintenance sex. Say it again. Ask see it. I call it maintenance sex. Okay, come. I need an explanation upon that one, please. What is that? Maintenance sex is we do nothing but blowjob and doggy because that's how much our chemistry is that terrible. <laughs> you don't want you don't even want to fucking look at their face. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it's like, trust me, it's like now I've worked with girls that not every girl I've worked with I find attractive. Not many girls I've worked with that I find attractive. Well, I, I found attractive, but I might not fuck them off camera or dated them. Right. But it ain't about that. Um, what I do is I find something about them that really turns me on and I use that as motivation, whether it might be an outfit that they're wearing or heels. Oh wow. Or once we talk to each other, we kinda get to know each other because sometimes mental stipulations help more than anything yes. else. You know, period. And what ends up happening is I get through the scene. Now y'all might can't tell that me and her won't mix it well because of the editing and how the scene was shot. Right, but there's some fans that can pay attention. You can see, I have fans say you won't feel her too tough work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and stuff. But chemistry is a big part of this because that's the reason why you, I call it pre-care. The things that male talents and producers must do to help the model become more comfortable. Yes, because she dictates that scene. People don't realize the women are the most important part of this because they dictate the scene. Right. How they're feeling going into the scene, how they're feeling during the scene is very important for it to work. Because if she's not turned on, he's not going to be turned on, and that scene ain't going to pop. And it's going to be Absolutely. more work than pleasure. Okay. I like that. Um, are you into kink and BDSM? Yes, I'm a dom. Oh. Yes, I'm into kink. I'm into bondage. Um, I have yeah. yet to do water sports. Oh, um, I've had slave. I've had I had a slave before. No, I had two slaves. Come think about it. And um, I'm a very proponent of BDSM. I talk about it a lot on my show and stuff because it's about the energy and power exchange. That's what people don't realize. It's mental. Once again, mental, yes. not physical. It's mental because I get pleasure of someone submitting to me, allowing me to dominate them, and they appreciate it. You feel what I'm saying? I do. You know, period. You know, and I think a lot. What once, ever since that stupid ass movie, Fifty Shades <laughs> of Grey. I knew you were gonna say that. Everybody cusses about that movie. <laughs> Let me make this clear, people. It was a story. It's a Stockholm syndrome story. That's all I'm gonna say. Doms don't do what he do. Right. First of all, subs choose the dom. We don't choose the sub. Sub has the strongest power yes. because it takes more power to submit. Then it is to receive the submission. That's yes. all I'm going to say. I like that. I like that. I, I do. And, and, you know, maybe it's a conversation to table for another day, but I do um, Fifty Shades of Grey. Okay, so I feel like Fifty Shades of Grey was good and it was bad. It was good because it brought the, the concept of BDSM to the forefront and mm. people who maybe wanted to say that that was something that they were into it was kind of a green light for them because now it was more mainstream and people wouldn't think of it as being taboo the downside of it is for what the lifestyle truly is that did a complete disservice complete oh, yeah. disservice to the lifestyle yeah for, and for example, people who are 
professional doms, people who live their lives in submission, for people who live their lives as slaves, for people, you know what I mean? Like just the, it, yeah, it, it did a disservice to the lifestyle. I'll say that. Yeah, because because even to the point, like with one scene where she spanked him, right? Yeah, that doesn't happen. That never I mean, happened. That never happened. A dom never. It, the only way a dom become a switch is if his wife, if it comes to his wife. Right. You feel what I'm coming from? His right. wife. Yeah, and but that's a completely different dumb, privilege set of privileges. Yeah. But for a dom, you're never going to put yourself in a submissive position. Right. You know, even when I did scenes where I might have been a little bit submissive, like she's the boss and I'm the the employee. At some point, right. it's the dynamic switch. Especially yeah. when we start having sex, I become the dom. Right. You know, period. I never did a scene where I was a complete submissive. No, because it wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't. It wouldn't have looked right. It wouldn't have been genuine because I'm not a submissive like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm an alpha male, not a beta male. I'm an alpha male in my life, except when it comes to my marriage. Wifey, she runs the roost. I can't say nothing about that. Bronx, New York. I ain't gonna say no more. (laughs) (laughs) But but that's the balance. That's the balance in your in relationship. You know when to let her lead, and you don't have Mm -hmm. to. You know what I mean? And then I'm yeah. sure when you're in certain circum- situations, um, you take the lead and she knows that in that moment, like you are, you know what I mean? In that, in that position and that, that works. What is your favorite kink? Um, Do you have a favorite kink or fetish? My favorite fetish. Oh God. Um, I got to say, I got to say spanking. I, I, I like doing bondage and, and spankings. Spanking the girl and she tied up, you know. What What's uh, what is pleasurable in that for you? I mean, I know, but I w- I'd like for you to explain what is um, pleasurable in that for you. The pleasure is pleasing her. Okay. And, and because nine out of ten, that's something that my submissive won't, and as a dom, I must give it to her. And two, also, you know, saying spank, slapping the ass, bondage. It's just what. What I get off on is the submission part of it. Yes. That it turns me on to know that somebody trusts me and adore me so much that they're willing to worship me, adore me, and service me. And it's not a question. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's that's where I get off on it. I don't have to have sex with a slave. Yes. Like, I have male slaves right now. I got a, a, a white pay pig, and I'm talking to a black slave now. You know, period. I already told him, we're not having sex. One, I'm going to be shitting on. And the other one, I told him, the best I could do for you is I could take a dildo and shove it in your ass, but you ain't, my dick ain't going nowhere in there. Right. So, you know, period. But I don't have to have sex with my slaves in order to seek pleasure and to Absolutely. get a mental orgasm. Yes. That's where these doms mess it up at. They think we just supposed to fuck this. We supposed to fuck this up with a slave all the time. No, you don't. Because BDSM is not built around sex. Yep. It's built around energy exchange. Yes. And, and the power, and power dynamic. Exchange. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, sort of going back to uh, the world of adult film. If you okay. were still in, if you were still in adult film acting, mm-hmm. can you think of one female actor or male actor that you would like to work with that you haven't worked with? Well, there's a couple. Um, Lyric Sky, off the top of my dome. I supposed to be talking to her the other day. My gosh, she's just beautiful. She's gorgeous. She's amazing. Um, I would love to work with one of my co-hosts, Marie Daly. Okay. Um, as well as Princess Havoc. Um, Princess Havoc, I love that name. Yeah, she, she, and um, Goog, no, Gogo Fukmi. I would love to work with her because I just love her work and the way that she moves okay. professionally and everything. And on the BB side, BB, where well, the BB, well, the white BBWs, well, she's not even white, she's Hispanic. Sophie Rose. She, okay. recently, she recently did uh, Brazer. And um, also, I got to say Sarah J because I, I didn't grow up on her, but I, I came into business around the time she did and I watched her growth and I had the pleasure of interviewing her. Thanks. I would I might would come out of retirement for that one. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie because that she she's that I mean, you know what I'm saying? She's just, that good. Yeah, she's just that good. 
to me, I like females that I know that can fit any role. Yes. That I that that I tell women this: you want to be I'm every woman. You want this dude mm-hmm. to be able to fantasize about you in any scenario as a woman, whether you're yes. a librarian or you the girl in the back cooking food. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because them the ones that make the most money and, and have the longevity because they are sex symbols. Right. Part of being a sex symbol is that I can see you in any scenario. Right. And the way that I shoot, I like to do a lot of role play scenes. Okay. With little twists at the end. Right. I don't like doing straight fuck scenes because if you're doing those straight fuck scenes, you're boring me. I don't want to ever bore my fans. Right. So that's why I come up with different scenarios. Um, so like that, like, like if I had shot with you, I come up with a scene where you had a foreign exchange student. There you go. Boom, from Jamaica. Okay, <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying? You know I what I'm saying? like it. You know what I'm saying? Because to me, people want the stories because I noticed yes. people talked about the stories just as much as they talked about the fucking on the scene. Right. And they like that. They wanted to see little funny shit and quirky shit that would make them laugh because you want to make something that's going to make people remember it for years. Absolutely. You know, I can't remember... You know, because you sit there and tell somebody, yeah, I like that scene you did with uh, Jeremy Longdick in that red lingerie. You done done 50 scenes in red lingerie. Which one right. is that? Oh, I done done 20 scenes with Jeremy Longdick. Which right. one is that? Now, they say, I like the scene where you was the flight attendant with Jeremy Longdick. That's a little bit easier for me right. to remember. Right. You feel? Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, what would you say for you was the best part of working in porn? And what was the worst part of working in porn? Best part is I get to explore my sexuality with no judgment. I love that. I get to try things. I get to do I things. That. Like I said, I, I got the opportunity to, 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 to do anal with a girl. I got the opportunity to do an orgy. I got the opportunity to do a threesome. I got the opportunity to do reverse gangbang with three girls. You know, period. I ain't got to worry about someone looking at me funny because I sit there and say, yeah, I find that transsexual sexy as hell. Even though I would never find right. a transsexual, she's still a fucking woman. She's sexy. Right. Right. You feel me? Right. You won't get a side eye from the porn star, but you get a side eye from them motherfuckers. You must be gay if you do that. You know what I'm saying? Right. What I hate is the grind, trying to find girls to work with. Me yes. having to pay three hundred something dollars for a TTS test. Right. And you know, like one of the guys that I follow now, Finney. I swear to God, he must blow about five grand a month on TTS tests because that dude stayed traveling and shooting. Damn. You know, period. Yeah, because you're supposed to be TTS every two weeks, especially if you're a high-frequency shooter. Yes. So you're talking about 300 every two weeks, damn near shit a thousand every month. You know right. what I'm saying? Trying to navigate this industry now with all these content creators to find girls to work with. Yes. And then, the, and then of course, the pandemic hit. That's part of the reason why I retired. Because I got tired of chasing because yeah. it's like you got girls say, I want to work with you. And you see them travel everywhere to all these content trade parties on their own dime. Right. They won't bring their ass to North Carolina to come work. Right. So I was so like, I you know, work. So right. Yeah. So it's kind of like to me, that's where I didn't like the business because it was hard to find the professionals that I need to work with to do what I need to do. Right. And that means I have to go out of my way. And part of this is I already had a cameraman, a right. camera crew. Why do I need to go to fucking Vegas to film you when I to, to get the same thing that I'm already getting in North Carolina? Right, right. And on top of that, I don't even trust the man that you got because sometimes these motherfuckers don't want to give their content when I ask for it. Right. Because I yeah. hear girls sitting here screaming, they, they didn't shot last year, they still waiting on content. Why with me, my cameraman right here, he can dump the shit right there to me right. and both. Right. And, you know, so that that what I hated about the business. It was just the grind and trying to find girls to work with because females y'all ain't got to worry about that but so much y'all can use a toy y'all good right men trust me on this i have sold some solo videos but i didn't have this conversation with transsexuals and gays they don't want to see me jerk off they want to see me fuck you they want to see me fuck a chick because i can't imagine you fucking you fucking me and you're jerking off no right right it's not the same thing definitely and and that's the whole thing of it it's like people want to imagine themselves as the person either doing the fucking or the person who's on the receiving end so like if it's Mm -hmm. me if i create a video where i'm being fucked 
what my um, subscribers are looking for is that opportunity to imagine themselves as the man who's fucking me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I get yeah. it. I get yeah. it. Because because even with a solo, I tell anybody, solo content content creation is really for webcamming. I mean, right. don't get it twisted. They're guys that buy it, but trust me, girls that webcam, they make more money webcamming than they do from their fucking content because yes. dudes ain't trying to pay to see you playing your pussy. And I just saw you do that shit on Chatterbait. Right. You know what I'm saying? And right. after a while, that's when they want the boy girl. Right. That's why I say there's only two ways you can make money. Listen to these ladies so you can understand if y'all listening, think about getting it. Only two ways you can make money in this business while I'm fucking a dick. You're a webcammer or you're a hardcore BDSM. Other than that, sorry ladies, you're gonna have to fuck a dude at some point or a chick in right. order to continue success and money in this business. True. 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 Um, I have one more question for you before we wrap up this segment. Okay. What was the hardest part for you of transitioning out of adult entertainment? The grind. Missing it's, 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 I gotta put this, it's weird as fuck contacting people that I would have contacted for a shoot, contacting them for podcasting. Right. I miss not having new content because right. now I got to reintroduce and old content that I done been had out. And right. I, mean, I still have content that ain't released yet, but you get my point. I do. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like with an athlete leaving the game. He misses the game. I miss the game. Yes. You know, period. I, mean, I miss filming. It's, it's, a lot of people say, wait, do you miss because of pussy? No, it was never about the pussy for me. My nut came when that sale came because oh. that means somebody was feeling what I was doing. Yes. You know, period. Because my nut is inconsequential. The nut I want is that dude who is sitting there watching my video, watching my trailer, and he goes to any of my sites and get a subscription or buy a scene. Yes. That's where my nut is. Yes. And like I said, it's just, like I said, I just miss, I miss, I miss the filming. I miss the photography work that I used to do. I miss the, the directing, you know, and, and going through the process because people don't realize we go through a mental process before we get on set. It's mental yes. prep. Yes. It's mental prep, you know, as well as physical prep. You know, period. Um, shit. When, when you go on set, you got to go. I don't give a damn. You took a shower, motherfucker. Go wash up, right? Because your balls can get salty between the day and that car ride. <laughs> right. You know, period. Um, the mental aspect uh, and nervousness. Okay, this is a new model. I got to make sure that I do good, but so that she can go tell other models he's worth working with, right? You know, and stuff like that. It's and and too, like I said, I, I miss the game. I ain't gonna front. Sometimes. I have girls sitting there and say, yo, you're going to come out of retirement for me? And I'll be like, as much as part of me want to, I can't. Because I'm a proponent of energy. Right. When I made the decision to retire from the game and I started this podcasting, I was landing girls for interviews that would have never gave me the time of day as a male talent. Right. Okay. That solidified me retiring. That solidified and made me feel better about it. I'm like, Maybe the universe, maybe God or whomever you might pray to is saying, Bob, this is your place now. Right. Don't worry about trying to be in the Right. You right. know, and it's funny. This I'm is where more, you should be right now. Yeah, I'm making more noise as a podcast and point than I ever did as a male talent. Really? Yeah. That's very dope. So this is definitely yeah. where you're supposed to be. Definitely, definitely yeah. where See, you're I, supposed I to be. I wouldn't have met a sexual lady like you if I was male talent. True. Well, <laughs> you might have. I don't know. That's 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 up for debate. But <laughs> Bobby, host of Smoke This Over, the Smokers Lounge podcast. Thank you so much for doing this amazing interview with me. Thank you for opening up and sharing with my listeners. Uh, you know those bits and pieces about yourself and and the words yeah. of wisdom and advice from a former adult star. Please again let the people know who you are, your different platforms, and where they can find yeah. you and get in contact with you. Okay, then I, like I said, I am Kavanaugh, aka the porn rap star. You can find me, all my links, my porn links, my social media links, and I also do music. I'm a rapper also. You can find all that at allmylinks.com backslash porn rap star. The podcast, STO, The Smokers Lounge, you can check us out on all the platforms. I also have a subscription-based part of it called The Premium Smoke Room, where I have four premium 
podcast as well as a premium smoke episode that I release weekly. All this for $4.99 a month. Go ahead, subscribe and check me out, people. I love that. I love that. Thank you so much. Um, I appreciate your time and I appreciate you being here to do this with me. Pum Pum Posse, bless up yourselves. This has been the Pum Pum Chronicle podcast. Man, I hope y'all go and and and, and support uh this you know adult entertainers um i call it like ethical porn for people who yeah. are out there doing their you know doing their thing um you know sex work is work whether you agree with it or not whether you think so or not at the end of the day fuck your opinion sex work is work this has been the yes. Pum chronicles podcast Passe, bless up yourselves stay healthy stay up make sure you continue to practice your self-love and your self-care the weather is getting warmer the days are getting a little bit longer a little more sunlight is peaking out, you know, for warm up the energy and the vibes on Ting on Ting. Until next time, stay blessed. I like a little deal, I can take the deal, like a slut, bitch. Little freaky bitch. Quit. With a mud, bitch. I like that shit sloppy when you saw it, bitch. When I fuck you on the bitch, can I call you bitch? Like, Pull up, slut me out. Oh, yeah. I wanna know what that thug about. Pull I... up on me, fuck me now. Spit on me and bust me down. I, I can't wait from out of town. I heard you got a lot of mouth. Come out. I wanna go for a lot of rounds. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, bitch, oh, I'ma knock you it down. down. Oh yeah, bitch. 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 Taking that dick, you can't quit. 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 Doing that dick, make you dick. Pulling your hair off, make you sick. Calm in your mouth, taste that shit, swallow that shit, don't waste that shit. Oh, you got heavy, Buddha got healthy. Look at that ass, it move like jelly. Put so good out another sex. Two fingers in the butt and I stretch. Bitch, I'm nasty. You not caught me. Be over, walking like a dog. That's that pussy talking. Bad bitch in your pussy to roll. Body man, your head flawless. Tongue all in your ass, darling. Oh, yeah. Got shit in your pan water. Wanna pull out my cam collar. She got an ass up, face in the pillow. Built like this, ain't take no jiggle. Big lace front killer. Pull that with it, pay for real. Ass up, digging your thighs. Press all in your eyes. Damn fuck, another oh, side. Oh, make that little baby shine. Like Polo slut me out. Oh, yeah. I wanna know what that thug about. Pull up on me, fuck me now. Spit on me and bust me down. I can't oh, wait from out of town. I heard you got a lot of mouth. I wanna go for a lot of rounds. Oh yeah, bitch, I'ma knock it down. Oh yeah, bitch. 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 Taking that dick, you can't quit. 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 Do this ass like a gnat, nigga smash uh, Put your thumb in my ass For me good, I'm a brat Make it wet, make it nasty Get it splash, whatever you do Ooh, don't keep it classy I want you to eat it, beat it, skin it Drop a bag, fly me out Yo homie lying on his dick He ain't never deep me out uh, Little nigga be homeless Sippin' on his pot on the couch Lying to them hoes like he got his own house Finna get my food for snatch No more kangaroo pouch If you fuck me for the new body That body don't count when you pull up to my crib, come solo, dolo, and slut me out like Lil Polo. Polo, me out. I wanna know what that thug about. Pull up on me, fuck me now. Spit on me and bust me down. I can't wait from out of town. I heard you got a lot of mouth. I wanna go for a lot of rounds. Oh yeah, bitch, I'ma knock it down. Oh yeah, bitch. 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 Taking that dick, you can't quit. You can't quit. 